back, everybody. Welcome back to the Apex of Man podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about an interesting topic that we came across quite recently. There's a lot of people that are recommending this, and it's essentially the, the setting up of a mastermind group, as they call it, or as we like to call it, and Thomas Frank from, from College Info Geek calls it the Jedi Council. I think the Jedi Council is a lot more generational for us, and I think it's it's essentially a notion of having that that group of individuals that you talk to on a regular basis. It can be for personal things, for business-related things, for uh, fitness things, whatever it is. But you have a group of individuals that hold you accountable and push you forward. And I think it's an interesting topic to delve into. And, and Arsh and myself have been kind of writing about this topic, uh, kind of the notes. Uh, and we, we actually came into quite a few interesting conclusions uh, so we're going to be talking about that a little bit, a little bit about the people that you want in a group like that and kind of general qualities that you look for in, in other individuals to to really push and, and strive for the best. Yeah. So you mentioned that you found this idea in different ways. Can you like tell us the roots of where you found it and what maybe other people were saying about this concept? Yeah. So the first time I came across this concept was the, the initial mastermind group that was actually in Thomas Frank's College Info Geek YouTube channel. He essentially focuses on, on advice for students. And the mastermind group for him was essentially a group that would, you know, he's a kind of a, an entrepreneur who, who has this channel, who has these other sources of revenue. And he essentially got in a call on a weekly basis with some friends and some kind of business mentors. And they kind of bounced off those ideas. So you're not <clears throat> necessarily thinking about this in an isolated manner. You have that outside perspective, because even if you have a team within your business, you can usually get into that type of group think that can be very dangerous and and really disadvantageous because you're not looking at a, at a problem or a, or a business opportunity uh, from different angles. And I thought it was really interesting. And then uh, this kind of, technique or strategy of this group was echoed by this man called Naval Ravikant and he is essentially kind of a financial freedom author and I guess he sells courses online and he's, he's an, he has a few books and everything and he was talking about this but I mean his, his mastermind group I think it's interesting because it's evolved through time as he has gotten more power more influence within society he has been able to get a lot more, you know, influential and interesting people inside his his group. And it's, I mean, catapulted his success to just completely new heights because sometimes I know it, it happens for me. I don't know if it's the case for yours that sometimes you think about ideas or, or doing certain things and you think of them really kind of the, in the theater of your imagination. And it's usually you having that, that dialogue within yourself, trying to get those ideas and then make them a reality. But if, if you start talking about your ideas, maybe there's some people that are going to dismiss them and some people that are going to make fun of you or whatever. But there's also some people who are generally willing to help and generally willing to lend a hand and say, oh, you know, I had a friend in, in Paris who knows about graphic design. I bet he can help you out. Mm -hmm. um, so it's, it's kind of opening up yourself to the world and, and to those opportunities and recognizing that it's, it's hard to go at it alone, I think. Yeah, definitely. Because like <clears throat> what you said, for example, if you're having ideas in your own head and you just keep them there, it's impossible to be properly critical about them. It's impossible to actually like test them against 
the real world basically because your head isn't the real world as much as you think it is it's just your perspective of the real world so in order to simulate reality as much as you can you go talk to everyone you can and i think that's one the first point we can make about the jedi council is that it should not stay static you should not always have the same group of people i feel like it should develop in the long scale I'm not saying every week have five different people but like i don't know in a couple of years you see a new friend that's interesting bring them in and likewise with all your other friends right everyone in that council and an important thing to I feel like emphasize is that it should be mutual. It's not like like you're the king and that's your advisory board. Like you're each other's advisory boards. Everyone's going to help each other, which I think goes without saying. But just in case there was any confusion with the term. So talking about this, let's. What, what do you think would be like some beneficial topics for people to discuss in this council? Like something the big stuff that people need to discuss with other people. Yeah, I think especially nowadays. It's probably the the big things, you know, business, uh, family, and personal uh, issues. I, I think I think actually those are the big three. That, I mean, the, like kind of the big two, you know, kind of your personal and your more professional side. Because I don't think you're gonna have, you know, whatever the water polo mastermind group. I don't know how how <laughs> how relevant that is going to be. But kind of sitting down and, and definitely you have to look for people that that have different kind of qualities for both things. Um, and, and I think it's not just a group where you can just say, okay, I'm just going to hang out with some friends because, you know, when you hang out with some friends, sometimes you just evolve into, you know, talking about the past and, and funny things that happened to you in the past and just joking around. That's, that's all well and good, but that's not the purpose of, of something like a, like a Jedi council. Right. So <clears throat> maybe, I don't know what you think about this, but maybe drawing a, a distinction between uh, friends and people who can be in the Jedi Council, because maybe you want someone that's not necessarily your friend, or what, what do you see as the benefits of having a friend versus a, someone who's a little bit more of a stranger? Well, I think it, it comes into the distinction you made between business and personal. I feel like if you have someone who is a stranger there, it becomes very difficult to talk about personal things about yourself. Maybe not impossible, but I think it would be a boundary keeping you from truly getting deep into the conversation, one that you'd make for yourself. But in regards to the personal and the, the business side of things, I think that would be completely invaluable. That is the type of person you exactly want there. Someone who's not your friend and who's not looking to care about your feelings in that sense and tell you what is the correct thing to do in his perspective. So I think that's the two situations where you want the different types of people. Um, I want to get into the aspect of like the personal first, for example, because I feel like nowadays, like I, I think it is changing eventually. But again, men are still they don't talk about their feelings at all until you can find someone who's like, I don't know, like when you open up to them, they respond positively in that sense. And I feel like this is what a main thing this mastermind group should be, for example, for me. I think that'd be also great because you don't realize how many people have had the same problems as you and who can help you get out of, I don't know, months of unnecessary pain by just giving you some helpful advice. So, and also, again, relationships, it's a massive thing right now. Us as young people are still navigating the complexities of them. We hopefully have a podcast discussing this more in detail. But I feel like that's, again, a place where other people, other relationships can help you build on the relationships you have right now. And how about we talk a bit about like what what being in a group is how being in a group with these people would be different than just talking to anybody. What special what qualities basically does this group have? I think you're you're focused uh, for one. I think that's a big thing. 
because sometimes you go into conversations and there's no end goal and, and that's all well and good when you're you know drinking beers at, at 7 p.m on a, on a friday uh, just trying to relax but if you want to really get to the bottom of an issue you have to have an objective mm-hmm. so it's perhaps before sitting down with with these individuals maybe it's on a weekly basis or or twice a week or even every two weeks or every month whatever it is have a a bit of a topic that you want to focus on uh, maybe it can be a shared topic if it's not many people or or maybe it can just be you know that that you go into the meeting knowing not the meeting the conversation i don't know this doesn't want to sound formal or anything but and the conversation, knowing what what you want to put on the table, kind of having thought about it before, and and having a sophisticated enough kind of concept of what you want to talk about, yeah. uh, I, I think that's really important, and I think it again goes into a little bit of the the fact that at least today people are spending you know less time together, and. You know, I, I remember reading this this book, Bowling Alone, by Robert Putnam, I believe. It's a, it's a really interesting book that analyzes kind of the breakdown of community and society in the United States from the 1960s, more or less, when it started decreasing till today. And the stats are, are crazy. They just leave you absolutely dumbfounded. There's a lot more people watching TV, like the average American watches, like from three to four hours of TV a day. Uh, I suppose today it's even worse. That that was a book that was written like in the 90s before social media and everything else. So today, I don't know. I guess these numbers are way, way worse. And and one thing that I really found interesting was the fact that families are spending less time sitting together at dinner. Mm-hmm. So people are usually either eating dinner uh, with the TV or, or their, their families are not there. And they're not communicating. And I think that was probably the primordial Jedi Council <laughs> sitting down with your family, with you know, your tribe, your friends, and kind of going through these through these big, big topics, you know, because that was that was the only order of the day. During the day, you would go out, you would farm, you would uh, kind of hunt, do whatever you needed to do, and then you'd sit down and be like, okay, well, guys, you know, there's like a, a bunch of hyenas roaming around the camp. What are we going to do about the hyenas? What are we going to do about the food for the, for the winter? So there were like pressing topics that you needed to address because you had to survive. Mm-hmm. But... But nowadays, we don't really talk about those things that much. And a lot of people just look for, I think, I know it's been my case, at least, uh, that you look for kind of a way to escape from those problems. So you don't necessarily want to talk about them because, again, as men, maybe we don't feel comfortable with other men or we haven't found people who we can connect with on that level and, and kind of go through our thoughts with. And And you just watch YouTube or you just, you know, hop on a video game or, or something like that to kind of ignore those things. But I think this deliberate nature of the Jedi Council and of having these conversations on your issues, it forces you to be in a different mentality, for sure. Also, like, I think I feel like a lot of people would try to find substitutions for solutions to their problem, like in YouTube videos and like people we have recommended for like self-improvement people, books like that, which they're all well and good, definitely better than not doing them. But the thing about talking with people one on one is that the experience can be tailored to you because these books do address general issues, which I'm sure a lot of people have, but can never delve into the specifics that only you could provide to a person. So that's another important factor of the council. But I think the most important factor of the council is what qualities we look for the people who we want to be in them. So diving into that, what do you think would be one of them, for example, Diego? 
I think the big ones have to do with, with communication and how open you are to listening in particular, not trying to jump in and, and giving your opinion because you know it's going to help the person uh, asking questions. I think that's that's really huge. Um, I think that's the main thing. And what, what kind of other attributes would you look for in, in friends who or colleagues who would join that, that council for yourself? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I think that also comes with the concept of like a non-hostile environment. Like you don't want people making fun of your problems because then again, you will not be bringing them up again. So you want to look for the people who are one respectful and can take things seriously. Because there's also there's always that guy who tries to make a joke of everything, maybe because his life isn't going so great. But like he rather make fun of you than actually deal with his own problems and rather deal with yours. So you want to find mature people, basically people who have grown up and are able to tackle other people's issues as much as their own. Another thing I would say you want is a difference in the type of people as much as the difference in perspective. For example, you want the disagreeable person, the agreeable person, because they will have their own like fortes in different fields, whether it be like the emotional or business field. Like, for example, the more disagreeable person could give you more direct advice that he thinks would help you, whereas the more agreeable person will maybe look out for your feelings more, which is exactly what you need and tell you, look, this is what's hurting you and this is how you can make it better because I know what that feels like. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that's necessary because, you know, and, and you really have to be kind of, at least to a certain extent, know these people or try them out. You know, you don't have to marry the people that, that you get into the into a genetic council like that initially. Maybe you can just test it out or say, oh, I want to hop into a call and not maybe not make it formal. So these people are not initially kind of invested in the thing. And then when you don't call them back, then suddenly, oh, you know, I'm not part of the Jedi Council anymore. Maybe just say, look, I wanted to help on a call with, with three of you guys and, and then kind of start talking. And maybe you recognize that they're all the exact same kind of personality type. And then you say, OK, maybe this is not going to work so much and and kind of start testing. So, again, as you mentioned before, it's not a static thing. Uh, it can change. I think it should change because in the beginning, especially for a kind of professional Jedi Council, you're not going to know the temperaments of these individuals. Uh, that well, I guess, because it's usually people who you are not that close with necessarily. So definitely keep that in mind. And and for the professional sense, at least, I think, and the personal as well, I think you sh- you need to start surrounding yourself with people who are better than you in some dimension. Um, that can be like a very evident dimension or, or not such an evident one. I think this applies to life in general, but if you're trying to get the opinions of people on how to move forward and how to make good decisions, uh, maybe this person, you know, is better than you in finances or in marketing or just dealing with emotions or they've gone through a tough, tough time and they know how to how to kind of change those narratives inside your head to to actually make them effective. And it's it's important. I think this is this applies to everything. And and it's it's, it's definitely necessary that you started looking for these qualities again, not a static, but a more more dynamic group. When it comes to people who are better than you, that tends to be because of experience. And I find that people experience the best thing they are at doing is teaching, because since they know the experience, they know exactly what you could be going through and how they got out, which is why you want those people better than you. And again, every field will be finance, business or personal. Have you I, I wanted to ask you this. Have you had like a mentor in your life that maybe they were there too few times and, and now maybe you're not close to them and you wish you'd ask them like a ton of questions? Like maybe they were part of an or are part today of a, of a Jedi Council, something like that. Mm, can't say I have, to be honest, because I feel like I have done like 
I haven't actually had many mentors in my life. I feel like I have done most of the work myself. I've had teachers, but no one I have looked to to simulate qualities. I think we talked about this in our father figures episode. I mean, besides this, my parents as well. But I feel like this is the invaluable aspect of this Jedi Council group, that talking part was missing. You could see what they were doing, try to simulate it, because you've taken what you think they are doing right. But because I'm not talking about it, you don't know exactly whether that is the thing that they were doing right. So in that sense, I don't think I've had a mentor as much as just someone people I've been looking up to. And why don't you think you've had kind of a mentor uh, during your life? I feel like that is an issue of ego, for example, and people want to go at their life alone because they don't think they need anybody. Again, it's like that whole 13-year-old attitude of the rebellious teenager that they like they deny seeking any advice. They think they don't need it. And for that reason, exactly. But again, I am hoping and looking currently for mentors everywhere in every field I can, which is why I'm hoping to change these things. And again, the mastermind group is definitely a place you can look for a mentor as well. Yeah. Why do yeah, you feel yeah. like you have had someone like that in your life? I, I guess like I've, I always like to ask questions, you know, I, and I think, you know, talking to, to people who have more experience than you on a certain dimension is so interesting to me. Uh, you know, people who are 80 years old, 90 years old, they, they lived through whatever the, the first world war, the second world war. I don't know if there's many people who are still alive to live through the first probably very small but uh, the kind of the second world war and stuff like that and, and going through kind of tough situations with their family and i always like to ask those questions and they're usually pretty old people man and in my life they've you know they've passed away quite uh, be- before i came of age before i i was a little more mature to ask certain questions and and now that i look back of course i would have wanted to ask a ton of questions to those individuals but i think how this links to the jedi council is that you don't let those op- those those opportunities slip, because if you have that opportunity to to kind of look up to a certain individual, it doesn't have to be someone who's incredibly influential or powerful or whatever, but someone who you just admire on a character level, and and you can get them in, in, into speaking every week. You can really dig into their brains, and and really understand how how they've been successful, what mistakes they've made, and and truly kind of forge a path for yourself that that is a little more stable than than what you would have uh, imagined i think i think that would definitely be i think this links very nicely to mentorship but that's definitely another another episode that we that we could uh, build upon 100 percent. but what you mentioned on as well and like age being an important factor like don't discount anyone from your council like it, it, we should we said like your friends may be a good place to start but as it should always evolve especially not only don't discount but especially consider people much older than you for example like Diego was what Diego just said is something I feel like a lot of people can relate to who have had grandparents who passed away because when they were younger they didn't have like the intellectual capability to actually take full advantage of what they had to teach but now that like we do how many people just like really wish that they could have a nice deep conversation about the grandparents given all the good things I'm sure your parents have told you about them yeah yeah and and it's it's crazy because every kind of every year uh, people are having kind of their children at a later age and it's kind of progressing in that trend and yeah, like you have very little time to to actually spend with your grandparents and you actually do the math probably today and we don't have that much time mm. right now uh, so they're definitely mentors and individuals that maybe they're not on a weekly call with you but maybe you can establish a sort of a determined kind of uh, schedule that you want to call them and and talk about important things not just say hey grandma how was the the walk today Mm -hmm. 
you know, kind of dig deep. Like, you know, when you when you had your restaurant, what was what were the issues like? How you, did you deal with rebellious employees or something like that? And you, you'll find a lot of interesting things. I know my my grandparents, for example, um, when they emigrated from from Spain to to Venezuela, they they had a bunch of restaurants. And that's what the people from Galicia and the north of Spain used to do, and, and Italians and everything. You know, you go to a to a new country and you open up your own restaurant, and and I mean, navigating kind of the bureaucratic uh, scene in Venezuela has always been very, very difficult. So they had to bribe a ton of ministers. They had to bribe a ton of uh, kind of inspectors and health, well, quote unquote, health inspectors who were just trying to get money from you and, and trying to shut your business down. And understanding that is invaluable. And that shows you kind of the different experiences that people from different locations in the world can have. People from different ages, again, if they're older or if they're younger, man, I've known a ton of younger people that... Well, they're freaking planes, dude. They're so yeah. fast that that I feel like I'm being left behind, you know. But definitely, I think I think no, there, there, you shouldn't discriminate based on on any certain kind of attribute that you think would be beneficial. Because if you don't test it, and everybody is so different, uh, that, that that's definitely gonna help. I think having those different perspectives. Right, and important concept to actually make that perspective happen is to forget your ego because i feel like a lot of people go into it and they think oh this guy's younger than me what could he know or this person's so out of touch because he's so old what could he know and that's just <laughs> that's awful because that's like removing so many opportunities for people and it brings nothing good out of it it maybe brings some form of feeling of superiority you might have but nothing else and nothing of value at least so has that happened in your life because you were talking about kind of the ego before of not necessarily seeking out a mentor and just kind of Oh, yeah. uh, imitating by kind of looking at them and, and seeing their behavior. Definitely, definitely. It's like that's happened with a lot of people. I think mainly parents, because yeah, you spend so much time with someone, you see their flaws more than sometimes like what beneficial things they can provide, or at least that's how you view it. And then you just discount them as an option to talk to or go to for advice. But besides that, I feel like we should talk about now. Once you have set up your council. Once you have all the people ready, what should be your goals and what should you hope to really get out of it? So we talked about kind of the big things. Um, if you're going through personal issues, uh, discussing them with, with a certain individual, may, again, maybe you don't get to a conclusion that you're wanting to. So forget that uh, like psychology and, and fixing your issues is not an express thing. So like you go to the the McDonald's drive-thru, order some McNuggets, and that's that's it. You know, speed, fast, express. No, it's none of that. So it, it can take time. Um, so I think establishing the goals is a little difficult because sometimes you don't know what what your goals are, and they can change a lot. But that's the whole purpose of speaking to individuals, because your goals change, and you you obtain better goals, and you forge better pathways to achieve those goals. So I think it's being really open-minded about the fact that. Maybe you speak to to one person or a group of individuals for, oh, I don't know, five months or something like that, and you don't necessarily get anywhere. Mm -hmm. Or you think you don't get anywhere, but then suddenly something that someone said back two months ago kind of resonates and applies to a certain contextual situation that you're, you find yourself in. Uh, I think that's important. Um, is there something more kind of specific or that, that you think about the goals uh, in terms of setting up a Jedi Council? Well, I think one goal is for the for people who feel like they are like not alone in life but like lonely feeling is that the aspect of community that can come from sharing personal and like 
heavy problems for you with a group of people is amazing. It's a, I think a lot of reasons religious communities are also so tight because they are mutual to help each other, confession, all that. It also comes from a sharing of burden, a sharing of pain as well. So in that sense, I think a goal of that could definitely be for mental well-being, for anyone who's suffering through hard times mentally, this could be a lifesaver, literally, sometimes. Another goal, for example, or a less uh, emotional note would be, for example, if I don't know, if if you're going for if if you have someone who has something you want, for example, they've got a great new job or they got something, it's basically asking them straight on what they did, maybe following their footsteps or sometimes asking them for help straight away. Like, can you give me a job? Could you help me get started on this path? This whole aspect of not only bringing people who are better than you to imitate their qualities, but also to look for opportunities with these people. I think that's another thing mentorship is invaluable for. Yeah, so it's it, it's not only for that kind of intellectual challenge or personal challenge, but you can also find a lot of opportunities from this. I know that at least in my case, you know, for example, the the opportunity that I have this this summer. Uh, at an internship at a at a tech startup in in California. It sounds all super fancy, uh, and and it's I'm really grateful for it. And it, it's just because I've been, you know, deliberate about keeping certain relationships. You know, is, is a cousin of mine that I'm I'm very close to, and he's now kind of in the entrepreneurship scene, and and we talk very frequently, and we discuss a lot of these things. We bounce bounce off personal and, and kind of more professional issues. So that's been my kind of one on one. Jedi counsel a little bit with with that friend. We don't necessarily talk all the time, but I know that when we when we talk and and when we see each other, there's that connection that that is something who's kind of permanent in my in my counsel of of opinions I value. Not only because he's much more experienced than me in in a lot of fields, because he has a completely different perspective on things. He's a little more uh, critical on certain things and more detail oriented, perhaps. He's he's a very ambitious, very very ambitious guy. Crazy work ethic, and all those things. You know, that's that's things I want to imitate, and and you know, just because of discussing these issues and building a relationship that like that, then it can bring you opportunities, uh, like it did me this summer, for example. And you 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 don't know like for like in this podcast when we when we had our first kind of in person recording here in Madrid, when we reached out to a to a high school friend and he had this studio in his house with a bunch of really kind of good mics and uh, sound insulation and everything. That was crazy. You know, I, I was basically just talking to him and look, yeah, we're doing a, a podcast. Uh, would you want to be in it? We would love to have your opinion on this. And he said, yeah, yeah, come over to my house. We'll do it in the studio. That's, that's crazy. You know, those are, those are those individuals who you, you keep communicating with. And today, man, it's, it's so easy. I think it's both easy and hard to maintain those relationships. I don't know how, how it's been in your experience to kind of maintain those relationships to, to start forming a group like this. Has it been easier because of the social media or maybe harder? Or what? How have you navigated this uh, kind of relationship feel, building today, I guess? I feel with social media, it has been, for me, I would say overall easier, but that's because I do move around a lot. And I think without social media, it would be like almost impossible. But for people who are like static, see the same group of people, I can see how social media would act as a turn. It'd be easier to stay in bed than see the guy you saw last week or yesterday. But with me, who I see my friends once every two months, I'm pouncing on every situation I get. And social media at least helps me stay with them in those two months I'm apart. 
But it, what you said about, for example, like when you talk to people, the opportunities arise. I feel like that could come from talking to someone you already know, but finding out more about them slowly that you wouldn't without having these conversations and then realizing, oh, this is someone I want to do business with, for example. This is a partner I want to have because you realize these qualities. You learn more about the people you're with and you realize how much of a useful tool they can be in your own development as well. It's just discovering new things in familiar places, basically. Yeah, yeah. I remember kind of the inception for this podcast, like we've talked about it on, on past episodes and we we're just playing Fortnite and we haven't really sat down necessarily to discuss a bunch of these kind of deeper topics. But I remember uh, having some some drinks here in Madrid once and we were with a couple of friends and we started talking about these issues. And I was like, oh, that's pretty interesting. And then just playing video games, man, we, we started talking and, and, and it came along because we got there. Somehow we got there. You know, we were both mature enough at, at, at a certain point in time where we started getting interested in these things and, and developing ourselves. And we just said, look, man, this this makes sense. This is worth it. But if we wouldn't have broken that barrier of of speaking about certain topics and, and feeling kind of comfortable, I don't know if that necessarily comes with time. I think there's a lot of effort involved in it as well, because sometimes or maybe just someone's not interested in any of that, because today, I mean, you can talk about kind of pop culture and, and things that are going on in your day-to-day ad nauseum because everything changes so fast. But I think that's important as well, being deliberate about talking about those those deeper things. And I think this is important. Exactly. This is how this links back to having those conversations on, on a regular basis. Exactly. I think this podcast almost started at an attempt at a mastermind group, which has turned into this thing, which we hope for you guys can be a slight simulation of it, obviously not a substitute. you got to talk to people yourself. But um, we're hoping we can provide some of the similar qualities and at least advice to start your own. And I feel like that's a great note to leave it on. Diego, do you have any finishing thoughts? Anything to tell the people? Yeah, start now. Start now. I think starting now is is really important. I mean, you have Skype, you have FaceTime, you have a ton of different tools at your disposal. You can reach out people anywhere. Use LinkedIn, use online forums, uh, subscribe to groups on LinkedIn, start talking to people that have friends and friends and friends and friends. And if you're in university right now, one of the things that at least I know I I downplayed in the beginning was the relationship building. Uh, for the first year, or at least the first uh, six months in university, I, I focused a lot on the academics and I was like, yeah, the academics are so important. I need to get this A here. I need to get this A here. And then I... It, it's not like grades are not important, but in the end, it's just a grade. Like it, it, it's cool that, yeah, okay, this, this company is going to see, oh, okay, he got a 3.8 GPA, whatever. But the majority of your opportunities are going to come from the people you know, especially your first job. Exactly. Uh, and then after that, that, that compounds. If you're deliberate about that relationship building and, and getting advice from individuals and truly getting to know them, building that trust in that network. So don't downplay that. Make sure you, it's hard nowadays. I know most of our, uh, you know, friends, I, I don't know how you're doing right now in university. It must be hard. It's kind of, some things are shut down. There's not that many uh, social events and everything, but be deliberate about it. If you have to, if you're really kind of square on organized, put it in your calendar, man. Have, have some time. Separate one weekend, go to a local pub, just have some people over. Four or five doesn't have to be that many. And just start talking about this stuff. Let them know in advance, hey, I got something to talk about. And just bring them in, start talking. And I'm, these people you truly trust and you've picked well, the conversation will flow easily. 
and everyone will get something out of it. A hundred percent, a hundred percent. I think that's yeah. I think that's probably a good place to leave it. And in terms of this being a little bit of a of a mastermind group, Jedi Council uh, for listeners, we're definitely gonna try and get a little bit more uh, probably input for from certain listeners and maybe I don't know. What do you think about certain questions, uh, like a Q&A with the individual, maybe have some questions about self-development, not like we're gurus of any kind, but we probably made the same mistakes. So, uh, I don't know, getting getting that input, uh, I think, would be pretty pretty interesting for, for future episodes. So, yeah, please, people, be our mastermind groups, send in your questions, send in topics you'd like us to talk about, for example. But, yeah, yeah. it's been another great episode. All right, see you next week, everyone. Peace.